Here we go. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh-huh. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. I guess I'm getting the vibe here that a lot of people had these lofty dreams and no one lived up to them. I get that feeling, too. Oh, it's so good to laugh again. I can God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Ten years I've had these headphones for ten years. Um, finally messed them up. Are yours tangled too? These are the the production room ones. Oh, those are gross. Those are community headphones. They are community headphones. <laughs> that means you're going to get VD on your head. You're going to get an ST... I or D? What are we calling it with? The, it's an STI now. It'll always be an STD to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sharing headphones with a group of people is really eye-opening. You're going to get hair syphilis. I trust the people here that their hair is clean enough. The issue is, and you just went through this, your cord on your headphones just tangled. You said beyond repair. Yeah, it's we've the headphones I use... Uh, I'll give you the brand in case you want to get the same ones. But they're, uh, they've got that coily cord, and the coily cord looks cool and everything, but it's a nightmare. It is, and the uh, the community headphones, they're treated so poorly oh, that yeah. the coily cord here is just, it's, That's a, it, I wouldn't it's a disaster. Be, I, I would heave those into the sun. <laughs> anyway, enough just, talk about headphones. I should just burn these and bury the ashes. So here's what I was going to, th- I hope nobody's coming over to my house soon. Because my house right now smells like a giant fart. And okay. the reason is, is that over the past few days, your pal Garn, he's trying to get himself back on the straight and narrow when it comes to eating. I have got to get my eating habits in check. Oh, I see where this is going. So you've cooked up some gross smelling things. Oh my God. We've been, we've got so much produce in our house right now. And the past two nights in a row, and it's delicious. You'd probably hate it. You're making the yucky face already. But my beautiful, beautiful bride made this stir fry, but instead of rice in it or whatever you use, it's shredded cabbage. Oh, God. It's fantastic. No. Oh, no. It's good. But my house smells of cabbage. <laughs> I Like to the point, we had it last night, and then I had to run to the grocery store for something, and then I was gone for, I don't know, 15 minutes, and I came back in the house. It sounded, it smelled like you were inside a fart. I know your pain. My, I wouldn't, you're right, I would not eat that with a 10-foot pole. Uh, but my best girl, she likes to eat healthy because she wants to be healthy. Like, what a loser. Uh, <laughs> I like the way you're doing air quotes. <laughs> but she often cooks up. Broccoli, Brussels sprouts, anything like that. And the damage it does to the air in the house. Brussels sprouts in particular. Oh, my Well, they're mini cabbages. Lord. Cabbage like, is the worst. Like, I, I'm i not a candle guy, but I will go out to buy candles just to try and mute the smell mm-hmm. from her cooking. You don't like any of the... I could... If those vegetables are all prepared, I'm not going to go to the fridge and do stuff with cabbage and Brussels sprouts because I wouldn't know what to do. But if I sit down at a table and that's in front of me, I go nuts. No, I have the vegetable tolerance of a seven-year-old. Yeah. Like carrots, celery. Have you tried the cauliflower, though, that's done in like buffalo wing sauce? No. Well, I've had uh, 
there's a place here in town, a pizza place. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, the deep fried cauliflowers to die for. Well, it is good. And this was early in the relationship, so I was trying to impress my best gal. Mm-hmm. And so I ate some, and you're like, mmm, you can hardly tell it's cauliflower. But in my head, I'm like, this is disgusting. Did you turn your head and spit it into your jacket pocket? Cauliflower sucks. <laughs> oh. Everything cauliflower sucks. <laughs> cauliflower rice, cauliflower pizza crust, everything cauliflower sucks. Oh. And I think anyone who says otherwise is just lying to themselves. Why do things that are good for you have to smell so bad? Why can't yes. everything just smell like an orange or a lemon? It's 2022. Why do we not have broccoli that tastes like chocolate bars yet? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's on the internet, where your Uncle Ron gets way too political. I got to get out of here. I don't have a lot of time left. I've got to get a selfie in front of the sinkhole before they fill that thing in. Nothing grabs the headlines more than a sinkhole. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's like radio, but on the internet. Uh, There was one story yesterday, though, Bryce, that really united a nation, a region, a city, maybe, a southwest corner of the city, and that would be the the sinkhole in the Infinity parking lot. The car dealership on the south side. It was a pretty impressive sinkhole. It's one you want to see. It was big. It swallowed up four cars. And you know, the funny thing is, is that the, uh, I drive by that dealership every day on my way to work. I come around the back way. And apparently the security footage from the dealership next door. So there's a Mercedes dealership right next door. And they captured the exact moment that the cars sunk into the abyss on the infinity lot. They say it was about midnight. I drove by there around three o'clock in the morning. I didn't even see it. And there was like they would have been right up at the that sinkhole is at the front of the lot, right where I would have driven by. But... uh I was in the vicinity of the sinkhole, but I did not see. Ah, this whole story just kind of sucks. It just this... tells me that you were paying more attention to the road and not the surroundings. You know what? Put seeing the sinkhole on the list of stories that are not as interesting as you think they are and put that right above uh, where you were when the emergency alert went off on your phone and put it right below the story of how your grandma was born left-handed, but back then the nuns would make her learn to write with her right hand. Mm. So put seeing the sinkhole on that list. I thought it was funny to see that the sinkhole was the lead story on the 6 o'clock news last night. That's right, on Global TV tonight, on Global TV, sinkhole in the Southwest. But they didn't use the footage. Like They talked about how there is footage where you can see the car... are sinking into the earth, yeah. but they don't show it. So you're like, huh. And then they just interviewed a bunch of people who talked about seeing the cars in the sinkhole. Yeah. They didn't actually witness it. They were just like, oh yeah, I showed up and cars were in the hole. They were like, the, they were below the surface of the earth. Like okay. they, were, they were in a hole. <laughs> yeah, we could see that. <laughs> and then I love it when they named the towing company and a Cliff's towing came by and pulled the hole. It felt very kind of... I don't know, small town in a weird way. It did. It let me know that there wasn't a whole lot going on yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially when they get to what caused the sinkhole. We don't know. No, we have no idea. I'm not sure. There's some speculation, but uh, nothing further. It was... Uh, what do they do with those cars now? Can you buy? Are they going to have a... Well, of course... They should that- have a sinkhole sale. Let's get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they said the damage to the cars was, it was like some scuffs. Mm -hmm. Maybe one needed a new bumper. That was about it. Cars are fine. 
I will buy one of the sinkhole cars. Then I'd have a story behind my... Do you remember that sinkhole? This was one of the cars. This was one of the cars that fell into the abyss. Someone just texted, said that Mercedes dealership, they're the ones that had the footage, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I guess they've said they're not releasing the security footage. They're just sitting on it. Why? They don't want the public's eyes seeing that. They want somebody to pay. What could they possibly have to gain by holding <laughs> onto that footage? Just release Let's it. Let's see it. I want to see the cars fall into the hole. <laughs> what? It's not something you see every day. Yeah. That's the... So here, that's the... That's the only part of this story, is to see the cars sink into the hole. Like, does it happen Pop- quickly? Did they just kind of drop? Or was it slow and boring, like quicksand? Maybe the Mercedes dealership can have one of those events where they invite media to come, but you have to put your phone in a box outside first, mm-hmm. and you just go in and you witness it, but you can't record it, and you don't get a copy of it. I would go to that event. Yeah, I don't know why they're holding on to it like it's some nugget of gold. Can you believe we just spent four minutes talking about the infinity sinkhole? This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. And I just asked the question, would you buy a sinkhole car? And so far, 100% of the respondents say, heck yeah. Uh, Somebody said, it would be great as an icebreaker. Somebody else, power windows, check. Heated seat, check. New car sinkhole scent. You got it, Glenn. Um, And I think, I'll bet you, is there somebody on the inside who wants to talk? But I'm going to bet that there's already been dozens of calls to that dealership from people wanting to buy a sinkhole car. Because it's like one of those stories about abandoned puppies and everyone wants to adopt them. But this time it's about luxury cars. Everybody wants a sinkhole infinity. And I'll bet you people think they're going to get a smoking deal on them. But if it's just cosmetic, it's not that big a deal. Anyway, were you bombarded with phone calls at the dealership yesterday? People wanting to adopt a sinkhole car. Because I had that thought last night. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Every now and again, uh, No Time to Google comes along here on Sonic and... You're just rooting for them. You want them to go all the way to the top and walk out of here with a thousand bucks. And Bob was the guy this morning. Yeah, I think everyone was on Bob's side. He he was alert. His way he was ready. He belted out the song. He uh, he kind of blew it though. He went six for nine. Like, there's no shame in that. But Bob, uh, he sells screen. That's what he does for a living. He sells like screen that you might find. It's an aggregate screen. Aggregate screen. Like heavy duty screens. Mm-hmm. So I just ask him, you know, would you be the guy to talk to if I decided I wanted to pan for gold in the river, make myself a little, you know, panning setup? And he said, oh, yeah, I could I could hook you up with some screen. Because I like to think that maybe I would be good. I'd be a good panning for gold guy in the North Saskatchewan. Could you see me doing that? I could see you doing that. Yeah. I don't know if I see you being successful doing it. I could see you passing time doing that. Yeah. I've seen lots of videos of it. Um, every now and again, you see people do that. They go up north, especially, to pan for gold. And oh, I don't want to have to leave the city. I just <laughs> want to drive down to, you know... Can I pan Kins- for gold in Miami? Can I just... No, can I just pan for gold down in Kinsman Park? You know, just park in the free parking down there and walk into the river? Can I do it there? When I think of panning for gold, I think you're going in there and pulling out nuggets, like these tennis ball-sized nuggets of gold. Or gold bars. Or just already made gold gold bars. bars. Yeah. Uh, But in reality, it's like these little flakes. And I don't think I have the attention to detail where 
If there wasn't a nugget of gold there, I'd just be yeeting that stuff over my shoulder, probably throwing away millions of dollars in gold flakes. You know, now that I hear you talk, I don't want to pan for gold. It sounds lame. It sounds terrible. The other thing I'm just thinking about, too, is the number of people that would see me panning for gold and they'd stop and they'd be like, hey, you're getting rich. You finding any gold? And then I'd have to say no. And then I'd feel even worse about myself. I'd be like, great, I suck at this too. You'd have to lie, because even if you were making money, you wouldn't tell them that. All of a sudden, the next time you go out there, it's just going to be shoulder to shoulder, people panning for gold. True. Need that territory for yourself. Sometimes you just have to talk about these things. You don't make friends in the panning for gold game. No. Do you ever stop and wonder, have you ever been to another town that has, I don't know, maybe some ocean, and you walk out on a pier and you see a guy fishing off the pier, and you always stop and you stand there for a minute or two, and then inevitably you're gonna ask, so, the fish biting today? And then he has to look at you and go, no. You're probably making him feel terrible about himself and just reminding him that his family is starving because he has a dream to make a living fishing off of the end of a pier. Yeah, so it's true. You're just rubbing salt in the wounds at that point. Anyway, anyone making any money painting for gold, I would love to talk to you because <laughs> that's what this show is about now. Treasure hunting. Uh, 10029 to text. You can call Sonic at 780-423-1029. You can pan for gold. You know what I'm going to do? What? I'll stand on the other side of the river with one of those giant magnets. Have you ever watched those videos? Uh, yes. They just throw a huge magnet on a stream, a string into the river and then pull it out and see what they get. They'll pull out shopping carts. They do it in Europe and they're pulling out all these weapons from World War II. But is anything worth anything? You probably do find some good stuff. Yeah. You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Good morning. Talking about panning for gold, I had a co-worker who uh, used to go down to the North Saskatchewan and, and do a little bit of gold panning. And he took his dream all the way to making his own machine that would help uh, speed up the process and went and bought a bought the rights to a plot of land out in BC and that's what he's doing right now. And now he lives in a palace made of solid gold. Yeah, yeah, no, he uh, he retired and uh, went to go live his dream, so. I just love stories about treasure hunting. Like, whether it's panning for gold or, I don't know, finding a rare record in a thrift store. Yeah, well, he, he was he was getting enough gold out of the North Saskatchewan that uh, he was uh, convincing coworkers to go with him, and and they started up their own little uh, their own little hobbies uh, off how much they got. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I was distracted. I just <laughs> well, well, that guy was talking. Tyler texted and said. Uh, I have one of those big magnets. Bryce was talking about these. Are, have you ever seen any of the videos? People go treasure hunting. It's like a magnet on the end of a rope, and they just toss it into a body of water and yoink out whatever's in there. Uh, Tyler says, I have one of those big magnets. I have caught exactly nothing with it. I've tried the river, cold lake, camping west of Edmonton. I didn't find anything, not even a fish hook or a key ring. It was super disappointing. I was sure I was going to find some sort of treasure. Huh. Somebody else said, I've panned for gold in the North Saskatchewan. I figured I have worked on it for 24 hours non-consecutively. I melted all my gold flakes into a piece the size of a BB. I am going to keep my day job, Mike. Well, that's disappointing. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Bryce, you're staring into your monitor. You're watching a restoration video of... An old 
piece of barbed wire? It was uh, barbed wire cutters. Barbed wire cutters. Okay. From World War One that they found. They were mm-hmm. super rusty, and it was restoring those. What it's- is it about these videos that you're like, not going to watch this, and 14 minutes later, you're like... Wow. It's hypnotic. Look at those barbed wire cutters. And now I, there's another one restoring of a dresser that someone mm-hmm. just slo- like covered in paint. And it was them peeling the paint off and they got it all in one big piece. I'm getting videos that are strangely satisfying of people trimming hedges, huge oh, hedges yes. with those electric clippers. It's Oh my God, I could watch that all day long. Line painting on the road is another one I see a lot. That's another great one. What about fishing with the magnet? Because that was a... Those are so good. They take a magnet. It's a big magnet on the end of a rope, and they throw it in a river, and they pull out, I don't know, priceless family heirlooms or a rim off of a tire. I feel uh, lied to, because most of these that I see are people in, like, Europe. And so they're throwing them into these old canals in France, and they're pulling up, like, weapons from one of the world wars, and they're pulling up old, yeah, like you said, priceless, and apparently here, not so much. Well, did you hear Tyler earlier? He said, I have one of those big magnets. I've caught exactly nothing with it. I've tried the river, Cold Lake, camping west of Edmonton, didn't find anything, not even a fish hook or a key ring. It was super disappointing. I was sure I was going to find some sort of treasure. So uh, that dream is dead, I guess. That's not what I wanted to hear. I assumed I'd be pulling out priceless antiques and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe evidence to crimes that police would re- reward me with. Oh, yeah. And you get invited to one of those ceremonies in Ottawa where they pin a, a badge or a, a ribbon on you. Yeah. A medal. That's the vision I had. <laughs> Somebody said, this doesn't make sense to me either. This person says, I took my kids to the playground on the weekend. It was one where it's all sand. There was a woman there with a metal detector. One of the other kids asked her if she ever found anything. She said, no. I couldn't help but think, what does she think she's going to find at an elementary school playground? Ben. Yeah, I guess unless um, one of the kids took his mother's Fabergé egg to the playground that day, maybe you might find something, but... Maybe they should make a metal detector, but it's a plastic detector. So it's a cheaper version of a metal detector, but you could go sweep the playground and find yourself some of those little green army men. That'd maybe, be cool. Maybe a retainer. Yeah, the metal detector. You're just going to find a bunch of yogurt lids, and that's yeah. about it. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. RBK texted and said, In a small town north of Edmonton, they have this county fair. The town council puts on a festival with games and a parade and a farmer's market. They also throw $1,000 worth of coins into the sand at a local playground. Then they let the kids go wild searching, treasure hunting, for free money. At first, I thought this was absolutely bizarre, but it's a yearly task. $1,000 worth of coins thrown into the sand. Can you imagine? It would just be a bunch of adults throwing kids out of the way trying to find the change, right? <laughs> it would be. I think to entertain kids, I don't think you have to throw coins in there. You could just throw Jolly Ranchers in there and they'd be, they'd dig for them. Uh, when our kids were really little, we used to do that too. I'd just throw money into the backyard when it was snowy, get them all dressed in their snow clothes and send them out in the air. Go find some money. Leave us alone. Uh, We were talking about this because when you do see people with a metal detector in a playground, you're like, what are you going to find here? A retainer? Like, 
You're not going to really find anything good. It's not like kids have valuable things on them. No, maybe you'll find a sweet toy. That's about it. Uh, Daryl says, I used to try my metal detector at playgrounds just to try it out. I always found Hot Wheels. Oh. Oh, I never thought about that. Some Hot Wheels are worth a lot of money. Yeah, that'd be the, uh, that's the dream, to find that Hot Wheel that can set you into retirement. Oh, do you mean a beach bomb with both surfboards? Oh, obviously. Obviously. Uh, My daughter's dog kept digging a hole in the middle of my driveway. I kept kicking the dirt back in until one day something caught my eye. It was an ancient obsidian beaver pelt scraper. Wade. Huh. What do you do with an obsidian beaver pelt scraper? I'm not entirely sure what that is, but it sounds fancy and like it's worth money. Is it worth money? Wade, if you're still out there, let us know, okay? Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.